On the other side of everything, I can see forever. The side, not so much. Welcome to The Other Everything. Starting. Something happened since before we can remember. The Maker has made all that is. The Maker has made us. And all that is has been made to show Him, radiate Him, reflect Him. You could use the word mirror and it would help. Looking in a reflecting pool and we see when the angle is right and the light is right and we have the capacity to see the sunset as it is reflected in that pool. We could point at it and say, oh, look at the sunset, isn't it beautiful? And we would be right. Beautiful, gloriously radiant, liquid gold, but better. Beautiful, and yes, it is the sunset. But if we are being precise, and sometimes precision matters, it is not the sunset. It is the mirror image of the sunset. And in the winter, when the pool begins to freeze over, the reflection of the sun in that pool seems all but gone. Some color, yes, hard not to see some light, some kind of glow, and yet hazy, faded, beautiful still, but it gets harder, if not near to impossible, to say, oh, look at the sunset. Still, something in the pool glows in spite of the weather's change. Leaves then fall and are blown onto it. Snow has covered it. We know what the reflecting pool was designed to be and do. It's just that it's hard to tell without some kind of memory, either our memory or the memory of someone who is older to tell us. And perhaps we can picture what it was supposed to be and do, a little reminding and we sort of get it. So nature is like that, made by the maker, but in some ways it has gone a little rogue, not through any fault of its own. And I would suggest, no, insist, through no fault of its own. All the things we consider and accept as normal, its events, its decay, its feeding on itself, its damaging work, it's not all as it was originally designed. And so sometimes, not all the times, and in some places, but not in every place, the created world just doesn't seem to reflect the image of the radiant one who made it. There's a reason for that. It's us. It's easy to see the connection and consequences of human-initiated deforestation, extinctions of animals, plants. Connecting some of the dots is pretty simple. Even kids get it. Environmental damage. We often see the one-for-one -one correspondence. I clear the land, the dirt shows, the dust blows, urban blight says, land cleared, buildings built, people move in, people move out, buildings vacated, and a vacuum is left that wants to be filled if we personify the space. So in this simple example, we see that we did it. We paved paradise and put up a parking lot, said Joni Mitchell. A parking lot, are you kidding me? A garden for a parking lot? So much for the reflecting pool. It's like we humans come along and suck the water out of the pool, or that we suck the water out of ourselves, like a dry leaf crushed and blown. And to make matters worse, we weren't made this way. If nature was made to reflect, radiate the radiance, the 
gentleness and the grandeur, the goodness, the intensity, and the imagination of its maker, we were made even better to be and to do better. You are the crown of creation, wrote Paul Kantner and Marty Ballin. I like the lyric by Bruce Coburn, all this glory shining all around and we're all caught taking a dive. When the creator created everything, he gave his commentary, good. The sky, the stars, the trees, the animals, he made them. And he muttered, or maybe it was he declared, or maybe it was he shouted, good. Well, perhaps that's my imagination running away. We can read it in the book of beginnings in the Bible, and God said. So he spoke and gave his commentary on all he had made, good. But there is this moment, it's called the sixth day, where you can tell he steps back and considers before he creates the very next thing. He talks to himself and muses, let us make man in our image. He didn't do that with everything else, or at least we don't read that. For the rest, he just made it. But for us, in preparing to make us, he takes a deep breath. Again, my imagination running away with me. And he considers what he is about to do. It's like what he's about to do isn't anything like whatever came before. Before was good, but here comes altogether better. And now for my piece de resistance is kind of what he must have been thinking if he spoke French, which he can, I'm sure, but again, that's just me and a little sanctified daydreaming. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. It's like the pair of them, the male and the female, is the complete picture, the complete image of God, altogether better. And then, if that wasn't enough, he gives his commentary on what he has now just made. He says, very good, very good, not just good, which is good enough, but very good. We are the best of this God-made reality of all that is. We are amazing, not my words, his. We are imago Deo. We, and only we, are the very good. The problem is, something got twisted along the way. Deeply twisted. We didn't just break the mold from which we were made, we broke ourselves. We are a world of paradoxes and contradictions. Beautiful, monstrous, gods with a little g, and monsters with a big M. What we are, what we do, we are not simply reflecting pools to a sunset. We are a three-dimensional image of the maker. Or is it five dimensions or 10? No, not even that. Our dimensionality is incalculable. Fearfully and wonderfully made is what a songwriter in the Bible says. No mere mortals is what C.S. Lewis says. No one else but the deeply twisted could stomach our malevolence, our searing inconstancy, our blatant disregard for him, each other, what really matters. Even when we know better, or rather best, and he calls us his children, not only don't I get it, if I hadn't seen the cross, I would never have believed it. And when the stone rolled, there was no room for dispute, none, absolutely none. Irrefutably, God was in love with us, and I will never know 
why, but in tears and near shame, accept it as true. What he has said, he has shown, and I am just one more through the ages, just one more marked by love. How we went awry will take some explaining. I can only give you a whiff in this space. In a future conversation, I would more than willingly give you more. But for now, for our purposes, here it is. We, being such identities and having such privilege as the very good image of God, we abused it. We violated our very reason for being. We were created to reflect the one who made us, and instead we broke the image by not walking with him and imitating him. To say we went rogue almost sounds romantic. It's not. It wasn't. We did not go with God. We went against him. It's the terrible, terrible tragedy of sin. Thinking we could redefine his design, we ruined it. We were made to be with him in his goodness. We brought the dark cloud that obscures. We said, no, not your way, ours. The heart of what we were made to be, of who we were, we pulled the plug out of the outlet. We disconnected ourselves from the source and our light went out. Still made to shine better than anything else, we lost the capacity. Please don't misunderstand me. We couldn't take our purpose and identity out of ourselves any more than we could have brought ourselves into this world. We are still who we are. We are still image of God, and it still shows, yet that is in spite of ourselves. We are still beautiful, though ugly, valuable, though wasted, meaningful, though empty, inventive, though destructive, colorful, though colorless, and get ready for this, we are eternal and mortal. Yes, we were made for foreverness. It's just that our bodies don't get to go along with us, or do they? Well, not by our capacities at any rate. That would be impossible. But just around the corner, we'll see that what is impossible with us is possible with God, which leads me to an important distinction for us to consider. We are not the Creator. God is God, and we are not. The signature dish you serve is identical to your fingerprint, leaving evidence of your having been here, and here, and here is one more taste to help us remember what sets you apart from all the rest of the universe. We are created and not the Creator, which is a great relief. We are not God. Phew. Who could really bear that kind of responsibility anyway? There are things that we simply cannot do that our Maker can. I remember vividly that back in my college days, I used to say, I'm into creating my own reality. Small reality. One good dose of sunrise puts it back into perspective. The original lie, the very first lie, the lie was, you can be as God. And our answer should have been, no, we're not God. But instead, our answer in the garden was, uh, God said otherwise, but if you say so, okay. Not okay. Our answer should have been, not okay. We are not God.
So let me just repeat. One, we were made to be reflecting pools, and we've forgotten where we came from, who we are, and what we were made for. Two, we are not the creator. We simply don't have that capital C. Now I think we're ready, so buckle up. This has been our 24th episode of The Other Everything. Our next episode is entitled Everything. Last week, and for many weeks to come, we will be doing the sonic version of a book that I recently published, entitled The Other Everything. If you want to know more or want to be in contact with us, you could visit us at our website, entitled theothereverything.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have contributions, poems, songs, ideas, please send them our way. <laughs>